This is the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast with Trevor Monaghan and Clive Jones. In this series, we will make fun of each other and share some of our self proclaimed wisdom about understanding what your business is worth now, how to make it worth more, and how to get it ready for sale. Okay, welcome back to Sell My Business in 10 Weeks with uh, Trevor Monaghan. G'day. And I'm Clive Jones. So Clive's a business coach, um, an okay one at that if you listen to what he says about that. Uh, haven't really talked to any of your clients lately. What would they say? All good things, Trevor. All good things. <laughs> we might have to interview one one day. Um, and I'm a business coach. Oh, business coach. Uh, Sorry. A, fa- a failed business coach. Yeah, we don't edit these things. And it, it's, <laughs> at this point right now, I sort of wish we did. Because anyone could sort of record that and play that against me. Don't Tre- play that. Trevor, Trevor spends his life accounting and uh, valuing businesses. Yeah, and, and, and bagging coaches. And basically. bagging coaches. Um, so this podcast, if you haven't listened to all the others, and this is your first <clears throat> introduction to it, welcome Along where we're professionals that we have a lot to do with people selling businesses, get them ready for sale. Obviously, I have a lot to do with valuing the businesses as well. Clive's more on the ground, creating um, systems and procedures, helping people visualize the sale. And not necessarily professionals at creating podcasts. No, we're not professional marketers or professional broadcasters, that's for sure. But that's apparently what people like us. I don't know. Maybe that's what we tell ourselves. Um, This podcast series is all about, okay, your business isn't like a house. You don't just chuck it on a website and list it for sale. You've actually got to provide, think about and, and create some kind of uh, documentation so you can pass on your vision for the business to the purchaser. And ideally, you want someone that's inspired to buy it, someone's got a strategic reason and can see value above and beyond what the nuts and bolts might might have it say it's worth or the, the profit and loss statement. So part of that is you need to have a document um, we see a lot of people that will put a lot of effort into a brochure to sell a particular widget, but when it comes to selling the business, they don't have anything. Um, um, yeah, we're talking about the biggest sale of the, the business life. Mm, it's the biggest product you ever sell, the whole business. And, 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 and this section that we're going to be talking about today, Trevor, in the you know, production resources and processes, and that could be the service resources and, and processes, is, is a fairly chunky, meaty section. It's, it's basically it's the how-to, how we do this. Yeah, so we're referring to the information memorandum template, which is also known by a business profile template, or there's a lot of different names for it. Uh, it's basically the, it's the document that you hand over to someone that's got an interest in the business, and you can selectively hand that to whoever you want. You can even customise a particular document just for a potential buyer that you've got in mind, if they're big enough or keen enough. Uh, we do have a template for less than 100 bucks on our website. If you want to download that and use that, um, save you a few thousand dollars of someone doing it for you. And we're going through that production and resources and process section today. So um, if you've got it there, open it up as we go through it uh, and make some notes. And if you don't have it there, just make some notes anyway. And, no, you know, go and buy it later. Buy it later or go to Google and find a free template if you, if you dare. But it's really up to you. We're not doing this to make money. Um, okay, so you know this is a very important section because this is the first time we really tell the buyer exactly what we do and how we do it. It's really getting people to visualize. And there's, you know, we do a bit of, we both do a bit of sales training for our clients. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that comes up when you're trying to sell anything, um, it's the psychology of it. The most important thing is having the, the buyer having visualized, having already bought the thing you're selling. Mm. And the car dealer does that best. They say, sit in the car, take it for a drive. That's it. And then they, you come back and they go, geez, you look cool in that unless you drove off. And, they, and you go, wow, I look cool. <laughs> Uh, and that's a perfect example of, you know, they can, the, the, 
purchaser doesn't have any doubts about what it would be like to have bought this thing. They've just gone through a practice. And and for this, it's like, how do you get someone to sit in your shoes? Just paint, and, a, paint a very clear picture. And, and you know, you've got, to, you've got to have them visualize what it'd be like. And too many people say, you know, we've talked about this kind of example before, I've got a plumbing business and, you know, everyone knows what a plumbing business does, I shouldn't have to tell people. Well, not the case, because every plumbing business has a different type of service Different, and different equipment. Different equipment, different type of customer. Different systems. Different locations. Some do plumbing, um, and, you know, gas fitting as well. And you know, mm-hmm. some don't like sewage, some love it. You know, So you know too much about your business. You're, you're sort of unqualified to sort of think from an outsider's point of view. So the whole idea of the template is to prompt you. And make no assumptions. Make no assumptions. So if you were just a person now... It's going to sound strange, but if you're a plumbing business or a mortgage broker or an accounting firm and you're trying to sell your business, often the high sale price could come from someone that's not actually in the industry yet or the, someone that's in a, in a sort of a related industry but not exactly what you do. So if you go down the path of assuming that the buyer knows everything about what you do already, you're probably going to, you're going to miss out um, effectively communicating with the people that aren't already in the industry that could have written you a big check. One of the big, uh, the biggest human needs is uh, clarity. So the more clarity you can give to them, the more likely they are going to be uh, willing to pursue the next step and yeah. the next step. And we, we talk a lot about risk. Um, there is a section on risk we'll talk about in a future episode, but risk is in every section. You want to make sure that you don't let the buyer make any assumptions about risks. You want them to feel like there are no uncertainties yeah, there's some risks, but they're not uncertainties um, because you've dealt with them. You've told them, yeah, this is a risk and this is what's been done about it and what can be done about it in the future. So what are the sort of things we're going to throw into this section then, Trevor? It's, well, it's, a, it, it's a big section. It's everything that, to do in the business. So, so how, how much do we really put into it? But it depends. It depends on the business. So if you're a manufacturing business, right? So we've got a section here for technical and production resources. So if you're a manufacturing business, I'm going to want to know about what machines you've got. What do those machines How do? How are they? They've been regularly maintained. You know, what is your production process? Um, what machines are in the production line? What redundancy is there? You know, what capacity are they at at the moment? Like, mm-hmm. just tell the people that the stuff that you already know and don't think about because you because you're so close to it. Uh, make all this kind of stuff obvious. If you're a professional business like an accounting firm or a, a solicitor, your production resources are you know your precedents, which is your templates and all that kind of stuff. Um, your checklist, you know, basically how you do it, and then also it's going to be your people. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about how do you produce the end result? How do you how do you produce results in your business? That's your production process. Yep. So again, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, just providing a depreciation register is not no. what we're talking about. That might be an attachment to this overall document. Um, but it's certainly not going to, it's not enough. You need to tell a story mm-hmm. and you need to, you need to put everything in context. Important thing too, Trevor, in this section is, um, whether it's internal within the business or whether you've got some external things that you rely on. That's a, it's a good point. So it's not just, again, go back to the depreciation register. It's only going to show things that you own. Mm. What about if you've got a machinery, an you know, item machinery or a location that you don't own or even lease? but you've got access to through some kind of third-party arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if th- that might be key. So, for example, you might be a printing business, but you don't do any printing. You might just be a, basically a sales office. 
Yeah. You, you've got a BDM that's on the ground selling to small business, you know, for their stationery and printing needs and brochures and that kind of stuff, but you don't have printing uh, machinery. You might actually outsource yeah. that, uh, I don't know, God forbid, overseas or to another local uh, printing business. And you might not even have a written agreement under that. You might just, just use their resources. Yeah. Now, if you were just giving a depreciation register and, you know, and a list of new lease agreements and things, that's not going to show up anyway. It's not going to be that exciting for people to read either, is it? it like, so at the end of the day, like, you, there's a massive hole there because if I'm reading this and I don't, maybe I haven't had a conversation, I don't know anything about this business other than I've picked up this document from, from whatever source and I can't even get my head around how you actually print something, that's going to be a problem. Because if, if I'm looking at a, a few different print businesses and the other two or three tell me how they print stuff, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to sort of um, <coughs> give up on yours because it's too hard. You made that's it too right. hard for me. Yeah. I don't have to think. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably a bit of an extreme example. But um, the, the thing is that something that might seem obvious to you is so not obvious to someone else that you, you might just sort of roll your eyes when I say things like that and you go, oh, that doesn't matter. That's, you know, that's not how it works in my industry. Everyone knows how it works. And um, Don't be so sure. Do you want to risk these kind of things on the biggest sale of your life? Make it clear and, like I said before, make no assumptions. Yeah, so when, you, when you're talking about resources, we're not, you know, it's not just not machinery and, and production staff. It's also every resource you've got in the business, like your administration and support yep. resources. Yep. So what would that be, Clive, like uh, for, let's say, manufacturing business? So we've talked about the machinery. We've talked about our, our basically a supply chain, potentially a third-party um, arrangements for production and supplies. How, how is administration going to well, come into this document? Everything and everything that goes into the uh, back end of the business. Um, you know, the, the, all the office side of it, uh, the quality control as well perhaps is, is another aspect of it. Um, but the people and you know, the computing, the backups, um, Software, the, the, yeah, the software that you use, what, yeah, what, even the, yeah, all the um, furniture and everything like that's involved. Maybe in your there reporting as well. process. If you have sort of weekly management reports, mm-hmm. you know, produce a copy as an as an anchor of those reports, and mm-hmm. then in here talk about you know how do you produce those? Is there a system? Who yeah. does it? When do they do it? What information do they use? Where do they yeah. get it from? Mm-hmm. Again, I, if you show me a whole <laughs> series of complicated reports, and you know. I've got to buy this business and the person that's currently producing the, those reports isn't coming with the business. I'm going to go, yeah, they're nice reports, but I'm going to disregard them because I don't know how to do those reports. Exactly. But if you show me, oh, but it's okay, here's a system. Mm. You know, at the same time as showing me what the reports look like, saying it's okay, there's a one-page checklist here or procedure of how those reports yeah, okay. get done and anybody, mm-hmm. any admin or bookkeeper could do that, you know, it takes them an hour. Mm-hmm. And suddenly that's gone from, oh, well, that's nice, but who cares, to, wow, that's something I would pay for. And, I, and not just that, I'm thinking, if you can show me a system that makes me feel like something that I would have thought is hard is actually easy, I'm going to then have a bit more confidence about everything else I see in the business. We can build, build quite a wow factor around just that, can't you? Because it, it makes me feel like you're organised. It makes me feel like nothing's going to be too hard in running this business if something that I would have thought is hard is actually made to seem pretty easy. That's, that's what systems are all about, Trevor. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just, a, just creating a spreadsheet and... Tell everyone they have to use it, <laughs> whether they like it or not. So the other resources that you're going to include in the uh, in the info memo is the uh, marketing and sales team and uh, everything else, the collateral that you have around uh, your sales process. It could be 
you know, one very key thing could be the database and how you maintain that, uh, plus all your marketing materials, your websites and um, social media and all those sort of things. Where does it, where does that fit into the sale process? If you do like press ads or PR releases, mm-hmm. how, what's your system for that? When yeah. you do them, how often do them, how do you negotiate the prices? Have, I'd love to see that if I was yeah. a buyer. Do you have uh, customer feedback uh, tracking and things like that? Yeah, so you know, behind all this, we're basically what we're saying is that you you would briefly explain what you've got, and then if it's relevant enough, they might want to see the document. You attach that that checklist or procedure as a separate document uh, at the end of the report. Yeah. And so you know, and then it just goes on. So this is different for every business, but you know, your accounting processes, human resource processes, that's relevant. Safety and legal. Processes bit, bit and resources thing nowadays, but you've got to make sure that you've got all that covered. How are you covering the new uh, workplace health and safety laws? Yeah. Do you have you know Do you have procedures in place for that? Do you have record management mm-hmm. for that? Securities yeah. around any of the assets that you have. Yeah, and then probably to finish off the section, you know, a list of um, procedures, systems, and checklists used in the business. And you know, mm-hmm. and what what's probably going to happen is you're filling this section in, Clive. I imagine. Uh, and speaking from experience, is they're going to go, you know, and I'm talking to you here, the listener, you're going to go, I don't really have many checklists, procedures or <laughs> systems. Um, and like, I, I share this story a lot with people. I, I, when I value businesses, I've got a questionnaire, which is my system. And part of that is I, I actually asked for people to actually attach every checklist system and procedure they've got in their business. Mm. Oh, I want to see it as a value because it's, mm. it's important to me. I want to know. Mm. I'm trying to work out risks. I'm trying to work out yeah. where this business is going to fall over the day after. I bet you don't get too many, do you? I reckon less than 5% of the time do I get anything. Mm. So I'm saying 95% of the time, I get absolutely zero. And this, and a lot of the time, these people have an incentive to impress me. Yeah. yeah they might be looking at you know, doing a valuation because they're going to sell the business. Mm. They want me to value it as high as possible. Mm. Right? And they, and they don't even bother creating a system. Like, that, that's the point. That, that section there... In my mind, yeah, that's, that's my hobby horse, is is the biggest thing that's going to help you sell your business. If somebody can, yeah, you call you you've heard of the phrase perhaps a turnkey operation. Hmm. We can actually open the door and say, here's the manual. This is the way I run this business. So you can imagine someone like me who I'm engaged. Like I've a business every day of the week. I get a little bit excited when I see systems, you know, and that that affects how I value that business because. Um, risk is, is the enemy of a business valuation. If I perceive risk, it is going to be valued less than if I hadn't perceived a risk. Mm. Without, it's just something funny about systems. If I can see someone having documented how they do things, I, my shoulders just relax. Mm. And I go, okay, this, this business seems to be fairly well run. Even if it's not making as much money as it could, I've just got this, this feeling that you know, if they've got a good plan and they've got some systems in place, it's okay, can we turn around? If the business is going down, going backwards, and I can't get any evidence there's any kind of organisation happening at all, and you know, at the same time the person's blaming the economy and blaming this and that. And well, that's kind of one of those businesses that you, you buy, you know, surviving despite the owners, despite the, the business itself, because uh, somebody can uh, come in and almost get that sort of fire sale price for a business because there's nothing good about it. And uh, yay, I'm rubbing my hands together because I can uh, do something that is quite easy by putting some systems in. And and you will see that with with businesses where you'll you'll you know you might go on a run and value three or four businesses in the same industry, you know, in, in space for a month or so, and then you'll see that one really, you know, broke the mold. 
and mm. stood out. You know, three were making losses or not making much at all, and the other one was going yeah. well. And you look back at those things and you go, mm. why? You know, because I always compare, you know, look against past valuations I've done, just, you know, to to look at, you know, making sure I'm being consistent and, and trying to, you know, prepare myself that if I ever have to to sit in court and argue why I've done things differently in different cases, I want to have some justification for that. And you look back at those things, you know, and you start getting a feel for, okay, the businesses that make the most money and the most organised, they're the ones that provided, you know, were able to provide systems. And it, and again, I understand that most businesses don't have systems, but if you're coming up to, to the sale of the business or an important transaction where you need evaluation done, or someone else is going to scrutinise the business, you'd think at that point you would get off your ass and create some systems. That's right. Even if they were just some sort of half a page dot pointers mm. about how do you produce a quote. You know, now if you think about it, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's, it's so, you know, every, every job's different. Um, give an example, it used to take me four hours to quote a valuation job, but now it takes us about two minutes. Mm. And I've worked with umpteen clients, Trevor, on, you know, streamlining the way they do things and then documenting it so that they don't have to uh, keep reinventing the wheel. Simple things like producing quotes. Quotes is a big one because every owner thinks that they're some kind of genius that's mm. got some magical formula that can never be put on paper. And it's just it's just rubbish. It, it is. You just yeah. get over yourself, work out what are those, you know, if it's something like a quote where there's variables, what are the variables? Mm. What are the things that are actually going to make the, the price different? Quantify those things. Um, you know, so, so somebody else could then follow the thing that goes on in your head. Someone else should be able to follow that. On, on paper or in a spreadsheet. That's right. Uh, and then apply that to every decision-making point in the business. And just actually, just while we're on this, Trevor, there's on our, on our website, on Sell My Business in 10 Weeks, there is a, a, a couple of giveaways in the uh, on the website. One one of those is um, some easy steps. It's, it's really not hard to write systems. There's some, uh, a, an e-book on how to write your systems. And that's free. You've given that free. away. Yep. Yeah. So uh, check that out. And you know, so you can't you can't underestimate systems. And like I say, just because you don't have systems, I, I would envisage that in filling this template out, you're actually going to there's a lot of work in it for you now to go through and make sure that you know the truth's um, good. And what I mean by that is you don't want to lie in any of these documents. So if you want to list all your systems, guess what? You might have to go and create some systems. Mm. And the truth, and then the truth will set you free. That's right. So you know, can, can I just add in in here, uh, Trevor? There's um more than one way of writing a system too. You don't, a lot of it doesn't necessarily even have to be written down. There may be some processes that you go through. Just stand there and hold a video camera. Yeah, talking to a recorder, this is the way I do it. It can be done more than just sitting in front of a Word document and typing out lots of well, steps. Yeah, what people are doing a lot, and I'm, I'm starting to do myself, is using a, a screen recording program. If it's computer process, yeah. If it's if it's yeah. if it's on your system and you click mm. here, you click there, then you mm. select this and select that, type this here, mm. do that, then push print. Yeah. You there's no reason why you can't use something like Cam Camtasia, Cam Studio, Jing, uh, one of these programs where basically as long as you've got a microphone or a laptop with a with a microphone in it, you can talk as you're recording it and then you can save that, you can upload it to any of the video sharing sites or you yeah. just keep it on the internet or on your servers as long as you, you render it with a small enough file size. Yeah. And then anytime anyone wants to know how to do it, and I think that would be important if you if you do create something, you know, a little bit complex like a quoting system or something, mm. and there's gonna be multiple people using it, so you don't have to train people over and over and over. Create yourself some video. Make a 10 minute video of you doing a quote from a real life scenario. You know, a, a prospective customers come in, this is the information they're provided, 
you know, go through, show it on the screen and talk to it how you use that information to produce a quote. And that will at least knock down some of the barriers that someone might have in, in you know, if it's one of your staff um, sort of being a bit scared about doing it, they can see and you can deal with the issues that you know are going to come up and they can hear your voice. And if you're a buyer, you're going to love seeing that kind of stuff. Oh, huge. Um, I'm a big advocate. If you, um, you should have, you know, if you're going to list your business on a website and it's, and it's certainly not the first thing you should be doing, but I would be definitely having a video on there, not a high, pro- high production quality video, just a video of you walking through the business and explaining to people what your business does, how it makes money, Too easy. what you've got in place. You could do it with an iPhone. Mm. And to be honest, I would appreciate that more if it was low quality. Mm. I would trust it more. Yep. Because I knew a salesman, Real. a marketing mm. department hasn't done it. Yeah. Um, anyway, just a couple of ideas there. And again, you don't have to go to that nth degree in every situation, but um, you know, it, it depends how important this sale is to, you, to your financial situation. If this sale is your retirement, you owe it to yourself to do everything you possibly can to get the best price. You just put yourself in the buyer's shoes and think, yeah, how much more useful is this business going to be if I've got the procedures manual to uh, follow how to, how to run it? Okay, so I think that's enough talking from us. Um, time for you to get into your template. So if you don't have the template yet, go and pick it up on sellmybusiness10weeks.com. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Get the freebies that come with that. Send us an email if you've got any questions. If you want us to review your template after you've had a go at it, we've had a few requests happy lately. To happy to do that. We'll, you know, If it's a little bit of work, we'll, we'll quote a small fee for that. Um, bit, of, bit of help in setting up your systems if you want some Anything like there. that. At the end of the day, don't just go to a broker and hand in the keys. Mm. Think about this yourself. You are responsible for this sale, even if you have other people helping you to do it. And put yourself in the buyer's shoes. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, um, some of the key ones towards the start, I think episode three, which is about how to value a business. Um, I think that's when we talk about business, business valuation arbitrage. Things like that, very key concepts to understand. And we try to put it in, in a way that the average person can understand it. And again, don't be bamboozled by business brokers and accountants and advisors and certainly don't let the buyer feel like they've got the power. Mm-hmm. Know the jargon, know enough to have a conversation and, um, and you know, do everything you can to make this business you know, the best it can be prior to selling. That's it. So next, next, uh, next session, what we're going to talk about is the... The numbers, there's yeah. a lot of, lot of uh, interesting numbers to pull together for your uh, information memorandum. So uh, look forward to talking to you next week. And yeah, talk to you all then. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast. And just remember the advice is only generally nature. But if you are serious about selling your business, you should check out the resources page of our website where we've got videos and templates to create an awesome pitch document for your business, which you will need if you're selling. And don't forget to subscribe on our website for advanced notification and bonus materials.